Welcome to Satanists on Cinema. We're your hosts, Satanists Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Satanists on Cinema is a film review and commentary series that casts the satanic incantations on its listeners, turning them into gloats. You know, floating virgin gloats. Yeah. Or goats, rather. For demons to have sex with. So that they can increase our viewership by, you know, demon sex. No. Calm down, everyone. It's actually much more pleasant than it sounds. Just the tip of horn can be quite pleasurable. Oh, yeah. Um, this is our review of Extraordinary. Oh, just the thinking of that tip. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's all you need sometimes. <laughs> Don't need to be greedy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in the chat room, Vashuri, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Kate, always great to see you, my dear. Dog, what's happening? Behemoth rules. What up? We're talking about Extraordinary today, and before I dive into anything, um, I totally, it's not going to make sense to anyone but us, um, what about what's happening on uh, cinema? No, never mind, because that only works with the fucking spelling. Yeah. yeah I was going to do like, what's happening down at Cinema Street or something like that, but that only makes sense if you're spelling it like S-I-N-E-M-A, <gasps> and you... You know, we can just have an enema. Eh, fuck it. I, I'm writing down some notes. <laughs> Good. I, I got it. I got one. Oh, nice. All right. So, uh, Moira, welcome to the ninth circle. Jana John, welcome to the ninth circle. What? Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're talking again. This is a, a review, a spoiler review of Extraordinary. The logline is Rose. A mostly sweet and lonely Irish driving instructor must use her supernatural talents to save the daughter of Martin, also mostly sweet and lonely, from a washed-up rock star who is using her in a satanic pact to reignite his fame. This is directed by Mike Ahem and Enda Logman, Logman, Lawman. Written by uh, Damian Fox, Maeve Higgins, Mike Amen, and Enda Lawman. Grossed, uh, actually, before we get to that, it's starring Maeve Higgins as Rose Dooley, Barry Ward as Martin, Martin, Will Forte as Christian Winter, and Claudia O'Darity as Claudia Winter. It has a 6.4 out of 10 stars on IMDb. It is 98% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 77% audience score. Don't Which often those, see that. I can appreciate we don't often see the critics loving it almost to perfection, and the audience is just like, nah, it's good. That's because it was a foreign film. It makes you seem smarter if you like something that's foreign. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> this rock star sequences at the beginning of the film are so, so good. So <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> so this is a comedy. One yes. can argue that this is a romantic comedy. Comedy. Oh no! It's this is straight up a funny fucking chick flick, rom com. Just so happens to be with Satan and gore, like great fucking gore. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only seen this once, and today was the first time I ever saw it. You have told me about it and have been uh, mentioning it off and on for weeks, maybe weeks, more than that. months uh, since March when it was released yeah. stateside. <laughs> like the I pandemic is just condensed down to like a week of time for me in my mind. Oh man, it's been like seven years by now. Uh, yeah, we're all older, pretty much. My kids both have gone to college and now have their own kids, and I just don't even know about it. Um, That's fair. 
this was uh, premiered at South by Southwest on March 10th, 2019. <laughs> so it's been a while since it was released. And it has a worldwide gross of $223,898. This is, by all regards, a successful film. Uh, it is an Irish film. And so you can't mind having a wee bit of Irish <laughs> tongue as you're listening to it. But it's not drastic. It's not overly, it's not a challenge to understand. Mm. It's just a little bit of flair. They're not actually it, It's like lucky you've been just enough to understand them. Yeah. Yeah. Without actually having to drink. Uh, okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about this. Do you want to walk through the story beats and we'll just sort of riff? Um, shit, where does it even start? I didn't get to watch it today because okay. I all day. Well, it starts with uh, Rose Dooley watching over uh, the grave or the grave site, the, the oh, yeah, site yeah, yeah. of was, her uh, father, apologizing yeah. for murdering him, even though she didn't really murder him. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, so she's she starts out just as a an ordinary, somehow driving instructor. I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also not an American movie, so they might have those things elsewhere, but whatever. I wouldn't uh, be a driving instructor like that. It was a private one. Oh, yeah. See, I just did it in school because I was there to sober up anyways, so. <laughs> might as well do it while you're sober. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Loser. Yeah, so she starts off. Uh, she gets a call from martin martin because she's he's having issues with his deceased wife and uh the daughter keeps threatening to move out if he doesn't do something and that's how the two of them meet um i feel like i'm missing a whole bunch of shit how does yeah, it start we're burying we're burying the most important part so rose dooley is the daughter of a very famous oh, yeah. um supernatural like I don't even know what you would call it. He's just a supernatural um, fixer. Investigator. Investigator. But he like, so they solve problems together. They, so <laughs> if someone's uh, being uh, possessed or they're being haunted, they go. Uh, she does the incantations, as it were. And he is sort of the receiver and would then absorb the spirit of whatever it was they were trying to get rid of and then vomit it out, presumably as ectoplasm. Um and so she, like, the, the whole way that the, he died was there was this puddle in the middle of the road that this lady's dog fell into, this possessed well, it puddle. A, it was a vortex. Uh, I'm sorry. It not was just a, a puddle. It was a vortex. It looks like a puddle to me. But the dog fell into this possessed vortex. And uh, so she called the paranormal investigator. And so the dad came out with the daughter. And they were like, oh, I've, I've got to possess the vortex demon and uh, they end up possessing not only the vortex demon, but also the dog. And he ends up getting hit by this massive truck in the accident because the girl forgot some of the incantation because she was just afraid and just sort of scared and startled and stuff. And so she blames herself for her father's death, this massively famous paranormal investigator. But then people keep calling her afterward, and she's sworn off ever doing paranormal investigation work again because of this trauma that she has suffered uh, after having, as she blames herself for killing her dad, um, which is just really funny. But the whole opening sequence is about how hauntings are incredibly common. They're just most oh, yeah. likely in like shit. small little spaces. So like an eraser moves or a branch shakes and that's a haunting. And I don't know if you guys know uh -huh. this, cheese, 
That's right. The living bacterial culture in cheese can be haunted. So you may have consumed ghosts. That's actually the most common way of, of haunting. Yeah. Well. well, and that's all a fart is. It's the ghost moaning to get out. <laughs> that's science. Think of that next time you have some cheese. It's very funny. <laughs> My dog gets possessed, me and a demon going to throw down. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that, too. That's a very Sam Raimi setup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> dog um okay so uh so you were saying um martin martin calls her uh mm -hmm. and she's not accepting any uh any investigation investigative work and so he acts like he needs to learn how to drive and mm -hmm. in order to get in the car with her and uh she's like um feeling like she's the greatest teacher in the world because every little yeah, mention immediately yeah he's like all right put your hands on the wheel all right and just start driving and he's just driving like a normal person she's like well, well you know i'm a very good teacher <laughs> she's, like, she's like okay now back up and do a parallel park so he parallel parks and she's like oh well i'm doing pretty well <laughs> just thinking great about herself and the whole time he's like Look, I got to come clean with you. <laughs> I, I need you to investigate something for me. Um, but it ends up where she starts seeing him romantically after that first encounter, uh, you know, thinking of him fondly. And uh, she, like, walks in on her, uh, his daughter and him talking about uh, how she's not going to help and how much she's a bitch yeah. for not wanting to help and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's part of what turns her around and being willing to actually help. But let's not forget the B story, which is actually really, I guess it is the B story, but it's the premise of the entire fucking film. Mm -hmm. So Will Forte's character, Christian <laughs> yeah. Winter, is this washed up rock star from like the 70s. Uh, hasn't put out any new music. Moves to England in order to like uh, sell his soul to the devil in order to mm -hmm. regain his rock fame dumb and he's married to claudia winter the wildest most annoying bitch in the possible fucking world who just she's pretty awful really doesn't like him really doesn't really care about what he's doing she just wants him to get famous again so she doesn't have to you know live as a, a destitute has-been's wife anymore <laughs> uh presumably <laughs> this is just funny. so nonchalant about everything yeah even exploding the virgin <laughs> so She's gonna die anyways. Yeah, usually people don't learn this until they become members of the Ninth Circle. But when you're in the middle of an incantation with a virgin, you cannot touch her or else she will explode. If you try to wake the virgin, the virgin will explode. So yeah, those you of you that. that's a freebie of uh you know satanic incantations. Yeah, it's fucking messy. At least put down some newspaper. <laughs> put down just a couple. Yeah, no, I, I learned that from uh, uh, this vampire documentary I watched once. That's what they do. Nice. It makes sense. Um, so she ends up deciding to help him ultimately because their daughter is going to is basically picked as the next virgin after his wife had destroyed the previous virgin. I feel like we're missing something. Like we need to talk about how Christian Winter finds the virgins. Like, this guy's chants, his incantations, mm -hmm. they're fucking amazing. Yeah. And he has this stick, this giant fucking staff with a big old dick on the end that imbues magical powers to find virgins. So each time he tries, like, he, he'll hold it, 
he'll do the chant, and then it falls. And then he goes to the end, picks it up, does it again. Fucking hilarious. That's the only way he can find the virgin with his virgin divining rod. Yep. <laughs> and so, there's like a whole sequence of him just in the same room uh-huh. doing this over and over again, telling his girl, like, will you please be quiet? I need to do my incantations. Why don't you do it closer to town? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. Okay. So, so he just goes close to the town and does it. Anyway, that leads him, the divining dick rod leads him to um, the virgin, which is uh, Martin Martin's daughter. Um, so once they have selected the virgin, he does an incantation, which just like Ghostbusters freezes them in place and floating in the air in a state of like suspended sleep animation. If you try to awaken them, they explode, as we've already covered. Um, and he's waiting for the blood moon, which is the next evening. Right. And so they only have a few hours to collect uh, the cure and they realize that the cure is ectoplasm rubbed on their face. The whole time she's explaining the idea of uh, possession and the cure of ectoplasm, Martin Martin's making references like, oh, you mean like the exorcist? And she's like, I've never met him. (laughs) And then like, oh, you mean like Ghostbusters? She's like, I haven't read that book. (laughs) She has no fucking idea about anything. And he's like, these are pop culture references. How do you not know this? You're the paranormal investigator. Yeah. It's really funny. And it's great, too, how she takes her research with her. Like, she just has a TV VCR combo, and she brings the cassette tapes that her father recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see the library of all the collection of tapes that this guy recorded for every possible occasion. Well, it's because they had a they had a television show, and that's yeah. what it was. So but cool. yeah, that's so fucking funny. Like the big old CRT TV too. Mm-hmm. It just like sets it down, takes out the big VHS cassette tapes. So good, so good. All right, so um, the, he, they realize that because he's been haunted by his wife, he's actually a receiver like her father was. And so he has to be the receiver for all of the ghosts that they have to then go solve the, the cases of hauntings or possessions of in order to then cure the haunting or possession, vomit up and collect the ectoplasm so that they can then go rub it in his daughter's face, which is really gross when you start thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Rub just massive jars worth of uh, ectoplasm on their face. And what's interesting is the very first time Martin expels the ecto- ectoplasm, Rose collects it in a McGuffin's brand candle. Yeah, it's just so perfect. <laughs> so perfect. The ectoplasm is a McGuffin mm-hmm. collected in McGuffin's brand candle case. Yeah, I mean, it's just full of circle shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> so this forces them to work together every time she eludes any type of intimacy or connecting on like a boyfriend-girlfriend way. He's like, oh, no, that's disgusting. That's that's gross. That'll never happen. She's like, oh, yeah, no, of course that, that, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> She clearly wants to fuck this guy. This guy mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with her except to save his daughter. Because that's, of course, that's what he's thinking about. Yeah. Um, and then you just have Will Forte <laughs> trying his... Be- Will Forte. You have Christian Winter <laughs> um, trying to discover who this local paranormal person is. Mm-hmm. And whether or not she's going to be a problem or an asset to mm-hmm. his satanic incantation. I mean, to be fair, she is a pretty big threat. She did put that binding spell on her. That's true. That's very true. And made pizza afterwards. (laughs) 
That was so funny. Do you have any basil? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I just brought a pizza. I thought you could, uh, what do you say? You could, um, oh, fuck. What was the phrasing? You could, like fix it up or something. It was, it, yeah, it, something. It, I'm, I'm, I'm ruining it. It was very funny. This whole thing, it, this whole film is filled with subtle dialogue that is actually the real humor of the oh, film. Yeah. You just have to be paying attention in order to get every little reference, and and that's where you're going to actually find your enjoyment of this. Um, so uh, they start working together, uh, collecting all the ectoplasm, and then uh, it gets they to one. They got rid of a werewolf once. Was you it red? red hair? <laughs> well, I imagine what? if a, a red-headed or a ginger became a werewolf, he would have red fur. <laughs> Long, large so teeth, and he was scurrying around in my garbage can. Could it have been a fox? Oh yeah, it was a fox. That was a fox. <laughs> All right, have a nice day. <laughs> so funny, fox. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Um, yeah, can we just kill the bitch? <laughs> like just little things like that. Mm. Um, it's a really enjoyable film. Uh, so. Rose is, is gets to a point where she just she loses her sense of confidence and um, she's approaching Martin Martin to explain to him like look I'm sorry I can't I can't do this anymore and he's like but it's tonight my daughter's gonna die you have to help me and and uh, uh, so ultimately she brings Martin Martin to the graveyard and forces him to confront her because they run out of other uh, places to get that last bit of ectoplasm um, and then uh, like her sister comes over to watch the baby while they go off. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of little situations. I don't want to, I don't really know wh where we go from here. These ultimately. Well, I mean, yeah, it ends up in the castle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Christian winters in a castle, of course. It's the greatest yeah. <laughs> situation ever. No, but yeah. when he was trying to figure out if she was someone of any importance and she, he gets a driving lesson from her. Oh, God. And his legs are like crossed when she's like, um, okay, pushing the clutch. And so he hits the accelerator. She's like, no, no, that's the accelerator. Push the clutch in. And he's like, reaches down with his hand. She's like, no, no, with your foot. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Use your foot to hit the, <laughs> the clutch. And so his feet are crossed. One is trying to reach the clutch from the other side. He's just a total fucking idiot, as every one of his characters is. Um, and it's just really funny. He finally starts the vehicle moving and he slams his head because he hits the fucking so clutch and, and good. tries to get in first gear and it just doesn't work for him. And he's like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Oh, and the whole sequence with the gloves. Mm -hmm. Has to take off the gloves all casually. It's like, like a three-minute sequence. Clothes. Of him removing and putting on gloves. <laughs> so funny. It's just... It's very much Will Forte humor, but yeah. drier. Yeah. So fucking good. <laughs> very, very silly. So ultimately, they get up to the, the final... Oh, we can't, we can't skip that part. Okay. What, the scrunchie? So... <laughs> okay, well, no. The scrunchie's great, too. Uh, do you want to go over that? Well, that's that's how he ultimately ends up, uh, like, protecting himself to finish out the ritual, is when, like, after he smacks his face, she's all like, oh my god, you okay, blah blah blah, and he gets her scrunchy because the way he um, enchants somebody is to, of course, you know, throw out a, an offering of their person, which just so happens to be her hair that's in her scrunchy. Mm -hmm. It's also how he got Martin Martin's daughter. Yeah. So good. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, they finally collect as much ectoplasm as they can, and uh, they send Rose's sister's husband up to apply it because Rose is currently fighting with possessed Martin Martin with Martin's ex-wife, yeah. um, dealing with the total bitch that she was, which I had so no idea was so bad. Great. <laughs> really bad. He just like mm. appears to have <laughs> like a cigarette just pops out of his mouth. Yeah, whenever fantastic. he's possessed by her, and just this filthiness. Um, realize that the daughter was gone. They started. Mm. Uh, uh, Christian Winter started the incantation already, and so she just was floating down the hallway out the door onto the road, and so it becomes this the slowest car chase in history of <laughs> them trying to catch up and find his daughter who is slowly floating down the road toward the castle. Chris Forte, Christian Winter, I'm mixing the names up, um, driving behind them, trying to get the daughter and stop them from getting the daughter. Mm -hmm. And it like ultimately ends with uh, uh, Martin Martin reaching through the window, grabbing Christian Winter's eyebrow to rip out if he doesn't stop the car <laughs> and let, let, let his daughter go. Uh, Claudia Winter hits the gas. He loses his finger. She grabs the ankle of the daughter and just zooms down the street. And so yeah. it's his floating daughter by the ankle, like flapping in the wind almost, which is hilarious. Yeah, she was else. basically a, a, a meat bag fly. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like a kite. It was just so stupid and funny. It's just so great. Um, so they finally get to the uh, uh, castle. He starts the incantation. And she falls down into the pit of hell that he summoned. And then her body comes flying and flapping out. Because it turns out she wasn't actually a virgin because girls on girls equal no virgin. Mm -hmm. So now the only virgin left in the room is Rose. And so <laughs> she's like, no, but I've had sex before. A demon comes up out of the pit of hell and he's like, you just had the tip. That's not, that's not the same. And she's like, oh, yes, well, it was just a bit of the tip. So she had sex, but it was only the tip of the guy's penis that went in. So I guess it didn't break a hymen or something. And so it didn't really makes count. Sense. What's that? That's what it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's science. So uh, she's slowly sliding on her back toward the pit of hell in order to be sacrificed as the virgin in this rock star's uh, satanic incantation. And so Martin Martin, being the stand-up guy he is, has to fuck her as she's sliding across the floor. <laughs> and it's the most awkward sex moment ever. He, like, sticks his hand down there, but he's missing one of his fingers. She's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, okay, I feel that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so trying to have good. sex with her, like, seconds before she falls over the edge into death. Meanwhile, her hey, sister, who is takes. madly pregnant. What's that? Seconds is all it takes, anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean... That show off uh meanwhile her sister is madly pregnant throughout the whole film is now delivering and so she's forcing her abused husband in you know in this doctor's position to try to have this baby out she's screaming the baby comes out the husband's screaming uh we skipped over where Hus christian murders claudia oh, the, the, the boyfriend like that was their first date right right oh really okay yeah yeah i didn't pick up that <laughs> Um, everyone's screaming at the exact same time as he's going down and then 
ultimately, Chris Winter is pushed into the hell, like fucking the hell gaping gate with his own virgin detecting dick stick. Hangs there for a second, screaming out, why can't this work for me or something like that? His toupee flies off. He goes up to cover his head where the toupee was, falls into the pit, and it closes the gate to hell. And they're all rescued and saved. And like three months later, Rose and Martin are a couple, and everyone seems to be happy. So that's the movie. Pretty funny. Terrible way of telling it. We were like chopped up and jumping around, but... Well, it's it's all... The, the humor in it was just all this subtlety and shit, and yeah. the, the witty dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on reflection, I think we did a very bad job of summing up this film. <laughs> if I'm being honest. That's, that's fair. A terrible, terrible, terrible review of it. That being said, uh, what were your favorite parts of this? Um, so... Anytime Will Forte singing is fucking fantastic, <laughs> especially when he's just randomly walking through the house, getting ready for the big ritual, just a Satan, Satan. fucking humming Satan, Satan. So fucking funny. Um, uh, it's yeah, it's got to be between that and when he kills his wife and then eats her food, because I mean, really, that's all you want throughout the entire movie is her to shut the fuck up because yeah. she is miserable and annoying. Then he just, oh, which which one was yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Slits her throat and then starts eating her Kung Pao chicken. Great. <laughs> um, I was afraid about this movie because of Will Forte. Like, mm -hmm. he is an entity on his own comedically, and so it's hard. I've never seen him do anything other than him. Mm -hmm. um, he's just one of those comedians that you're like, okay, well, if he's in it, you know this is the style of comedy it's going to be. And so I was a little bit concerned. For me, what stood out was the Irish subtlety of, of comedy, the sort of dry British humor with the Irish, you know, sort of back end. Um, and so that made the film for me. If it was just Will Forte, who I do like, and I do enjoy him a lot in this film, um, I got burned out on him with the... Um, the the last man on earth series and i love that show so much after the first couple seasons i just couldn't take it anymore and so it just colored everything that he did from then on for me but because this was a foreign film and it is a foreign film and he is the <laughs> interloper in it in every sense of the word it actually made it okay for me <laughs> and so i really really enjoyed the the dry irish british humor in this, um, I love anytime you get anyone trying to do incant satanic incantations, I'm in. Like, I yeah. just I thought that was the greatest part of everything. When he first gets the phone call from his agent and he's like writing with a quill on parchment in blood, he's like, yeah. Oh, you would be you'd be so surprised. This is actually really great. I just finished the first incantation, and he walks into the room, and there's a virgin floating right over the pentagram mm -hmm. on the floor. It works great. She's right here. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just doing it because he was told to do it by his agent in order to get famous again. And so he's like, okay, let's become a Satanist. Hey, if it works, that it works. That was my favorite part, I think. Um, what's your least favorite part of all this? Um, least favorite part, honestly, was the demon, like when the whole reveal happens. Right. It's just so 
horribly cheesy. Yeah. Which I mean, it works for the film. Like I bought it, but like they could have at least like blown up somebody practically. It was on the damn film poster too. Of like this is it. That's the demon. Like no, those are the people walking around the the streets. No, that ghost in the thing, that's that final monster. That's the the pit demon. He comes up and he's like talking to him. Yeah. That See, I just I just assume that with like that ghost like the sheet over you know, the, the person standing behind them was just like when you know she's driving through the streets and being like ah, I just ignore them as much as possible and then like every time she passes by somebody it turns out they're a ghost I think that was my, my least favorite part is the the sheet demon that was like the master of hell he was going to grant them everything and that was just it was just like weak <laughs> I don't know yeah. Uh, Vasiri says the funniest moment for him was the pit demon saying, only the tip went in. <laughs> that shit was so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're still a virgin. <laughs> only the tip went in. But that, his, I don't know. You could have done a, a, a super cheesy, like, demon demon, you know? That's <clears throat> like coming out that would have been as cheesy, but in my opinion, more effective. Mm hmm. Because well, there's especially... a difference between a ghost and a demon. Come on, people. Well, I mean, it was... I guess that was his way of taking on a physical form was, you know, all the um, the sheets covering the portraits and stuff right. went down and whatever. But yeah, it could have been like... It could have even just been like a mist, just like spooky eyes and like a shadow. Yeah. Or something physical, but of course, like enhanced. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a... Something that's not going to ruin my movie watching experience. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let's talk ratings, shall we? Uh, this is straight up four banana stickers. I've yeah. seen this shit like three or four times since it came out in March. Cause I, or it was a, yeah, I think it was the end of March uh, was when it was finally released stateside on VOD. And yeah, shit was so funny. Really sad I didn't get to see it in the theaters because I feel like this would have been great on a big screen, but pretty damn good. I think it would have been a great communal watch. Mm -hmm. You know, like like Crawl for me was as good as it was because not only is it a great film, but in the theater with everyone else shouting and reacting in the same moments made it that much better. Mm -hmm. This, I think, would have been really nice in a theater setting too, I think. Or at least with, you know, a bunch of friends on a couch. Yeah. I think maybe that would be even better because then, you know, you don't have to worry about them talking over the subtle comments and then you missed it. And so, yeah, I, I ended up giving it a two and a half. Um, it was not it, it. This is a short film. It's not very long. It's like an hour and a half or something like that. Um, and uh, I still felt like it was a little too long. Like, really? Yeah, I, it didn't. I don't know. There's just something about it. It was not, it was not as good as I wanted it to be. The dry humor, it, like you have to wait for it sometimes, and it takes too long. And then when it hits, it's great. But then again, you have to wait for the next punchline, and you're just sitting waiting. Um, I thought, I don't know. I, I, I thought they could have done something much better than what ended up on the screen. I still think it's a great film. Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it, but, eh. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. Um, so that's that's what I took away from it. If it, I don't know. 
Because like when I think of a, a, like a British comedy, even though it's not British, I do end up thinking of something like what we do in the shadows. I know it's not British. But, I was like, that's, that's but that's what British, I think, yeah. where it's yeah. it's a little bit of slapstick. It's like super fucking clever and funny. This, it's like they took some some humorous tropes and then built a movie around it instead of actually digging in to, to some, I don't know. I don't know. I think I need to watch it a few more times, and I'm sure my rating will go up the more I watch it. Because it is one of those types of films. Mm -hmm. But again, today was my first time seeing it, and, and this is my initial reaction. So. Yeah, you definitely take away more every time you watch it. I mean, that's kind of how it is with any movie, but yeah. it's just like stupid little shit you'll pick up. I definitely recommend it for anyone. I mean, if you mm -hmm. enjoy laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a stupid, it. fun, feel-good movie. And then for it to be, you know, the whole time it's like, you know, the sea story as it was, is her trying to find love, not wanting to be lonely and shit. And then, you know, three months later, they're hanging out and stuff. And, you know, they've got the, the shared driving school and slash paranormal shit. You know, extraordinary is and, one word, right? Yeah, <laughs> so good. But then the best part is he proposes to her and she just starts laughing her ass off, says no, and then it goes straight to credits. Yeah. It's fucking great. It makes no sense. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like that, that. See, Vasiri says that's his least favorite part as well. Um, but that, uh, I don't know. You could have ended at the end of the ritual, and it would have been a great ending. Mm -hmm. But they had to like leak it out a little bit more, and then just have it end on a disturbed note. But that doesn't make sense to me. It's like they just wanted to throw in one extra joke, or they were trying to make a time commitment or something, and so they added it in. It doesn't like you didn't it need probably to. was a time commitment. Like that's yeah. kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Like I need to add a couple extra minutes on this, and then draw out the credits. Vasuri mm. um, gave it three stickers, uh, banana stickers. So yeah, I mean it's definitely worth seeing a couple okay. of times. I'm going to watch it tonight with my wife again um, uh, before the rental expires. So it's definitely worth it. I want everyone to understand that. Um, <laughs> I'm just, it's just reflecting on some of the jokes. They're great. Like they're just oh, yeah. great. The whole fucking slowly sliding the gloves off and her thinking so he's like ready and then just waiting. And then the Velcro sound as he's putting the gloves on the driving gloves. Yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. I think that's great. That's mm -hmm. very Will Forte. So maybe I like Will Forte more than I think I did. Um, anyway. Well, it's fair. I, I can understand. Like, I, I get it. There's a lot of people that aren't huge fans of Will Forte, and it's from the same thing. It's like the either the McRuber experience or the Last Man on Earth experience, which I fucking love that series. And it still destroys me every time I get to the series finale because it's like, <laughs> fuck, they could have gone so much further. I but. It is a fucking huge cliffhanger, like some bullshit. Because of course they didn't bring it back. Like it was three seasons that done. Um, but yeah, it's like it's very much his sense of humor, but it's not a Will Forte uh, vehicle. So it's a just bite-sized dose. So even if you don't like him, it's still worth watching. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, that's all we had. We had talked about um, setting up a sort of a closing segment for these. And you said you had some ideas. Did you want to throw some out? Yeah. Call it Get to the McKenzie's. 
Ooh, that's nice. Because if anybody understands horror, like, you know, fucking losers like me, like, that's in a lot of fucking movies. Like, anytime that somebody needs to get out of the house, it's always, you know, get down the street, get to the McKenzie's, because everybody has McKenzie's on their street, regardless of what film it is. I, I don't know. So that was the first thing I thought. Okay. Well, let's get but to the McKenzie's. I did have a question. I, before we get to that, I have a question for you, because this is something that's, uh, I, I was going to ask you earlier, but I figured we're recording tonight. So. Who would win in a fight? A deadite or a reagent corpse? A reagent corpse from from Reanimator. Okay. Definitely a deadite. Anytime okay. you have something trying to swallow your soul and it can like hover for a minute and then come after you, I feel like they have the the one up on on a re reanimated anything. No, I, I agree. And they got better lines. Well, they have lines. Anytime you get a oh, line, I feel like reagent corpse. What about the doctor oh, that carries true. into a seat? That was actually really good. But See, yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. It's just something I heard earlier, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, the reagent corpse is like fucking stupid." Get out of your mind. <laughs> like two words, evil ash. Yeah. Like yeah. it was a fucking hand, and then it turned into Bill Mosley. It was so good. Like fuck. The Deadites okay. are so great. How can you yeah. not love Deadites? Did you see the entire series? Oh, yeah. So do you remember the Deadite where uh, it was a baby Deadite that crawled down the throat of a mom, popped its head out of the mom's vagina as it was fighting the girls and stuff, and then it pulled its head back in from the vagina and stuck it out the head, like the neck of the corpse that it was in, and, like moving it around and attacking them? Yeah, I mean, fucking... Fuck! <laughs> so good you don't see that ever and then fucking the uh, the colon like ash had his head shoved up a dude's ass or like the colon came out and he was like attacking him it was like some crazy shit in that series mm -hmm. deadites all the way so amazing yeah <laughs> so fucking amazing so anyways what were you wanting to talk about adam uh let's get to the Mc, uh Mc, mcgrubers what is it <laughs> Get to the McKenzie's. Okay, so the McKenzie's. Okay. Um, no, I wanted to bring up the haunting of uh, Blythe Bly Manor. Blythe Manor. Bly Manor. Yeah, Blythe Manor. I don't know why I kept thinking. I'm thinking of Ash versus Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell and Briscoe County Jr. And Blythe was the enemy in that. Sorry, my head went all over the place. That is, yeah, fuck. So the haunting of Blythe Manor is the second anthology series of the haunting on hill house mm -hmm. that was created for netflix by um oh my gosh i don't have it pulled up i forgot his name what how the fuck did i forget that that we were really about that oh my god um that dude with the really huge dick what's his name <laughs> uh uh mcflan flanagan mike yeah flanagan. yeah mike, mike flanagan. flanagan there we go yeah mike no. flanagan we're the worst we're the fucking worst <laughs> So Mike Flanagan, he did, of course, he directed the Haunting of Hill House series for Netflix, which was amazing. We both loved it very much. He directed Dr. Sleep, which was just him, as you had just alluded to and mentioned earlier, slapped his dick on a table, and you just had to stare. You're just mm -hmm. like, whoa, you've got some, you got some veins, dude. Yeah. Like hard veins. And now there's the sequel, the second anthology to Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and it's about dolls and haunted houses and scary things that go bump in the night, and I can't fucking wait. It's yeah, I, exciting. It's going to be a very long month waiting for that shit to come out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just thought we needed a segment where we could talk about what we have seen recently that maybe didn't deserve a fil- uh, an entire you know show based around it, but still something worth mentioning or something we're looking forward to in film in general. Um, I just saw one BR, which if, I don't want to get into it now because it's something that I think is worth having a, a different conversation about, um, maybe as a show, but something more than this segment will offer it. <clears throat> Um, have you heard any news that excites you? Have you seen any films that have excited you in the past week? No, not really. Um, I mean, I've, I've got some disappointing news, oh, really? like in case everybody doesn't already know, um, Disney plus, uh, come November on life day, of course, they're going to be releasing the Lego star Wars holiday special, which I was fucking excited about. Cause I'm like, yes, it bet. I, and I knew it wasn't, I'll be fair but i was hoping that it was going to be a shot for shot remake including the commercials just in legos i would have just fucking died i would have forgiven them for everything they've ever done wrong to me and then no of course not it's going to be the new people time hopping and it's fucking stupid oh they're gonna be time hopping Mm -hmm. they're gonna be going through all of the the entire saga all right. Fuck. Them. Yeah. So that, that's the only news I've got this week. I was rather disappointed when I found that out. All right. Well, yeah. at least we have something to look forward to in October, beginning of October. Fuck yeah, October. There's 9th. actually a lot of horror films uh, being released in September that are mm-hmm. supposed to be really good for theaters and stuff. So we we've got to keep our eyes open. We were asked to do a review of. Um, it just came out this week. Uh, the the Marvel one, the New Mutants. New Mutants. We were asked to do a review of New Mutants. Um, we will. I'm yeah. sure we will. Uh, maybe next week. I guess we could. Um, I'm sure it's VOD already, right? I don't know. Um, I I've been keeping my eyes open for it because, as much as I love the theater experience, I'm fucking paranoid mm-hmm. and it terrifies me to go sit somewhere where other nasty fucking people have been sitting. Yeah. I mean, uh, if it's not, I'll totally go and just take a bunch of Lysol wipes and, like, maybe some napalm or something, but uh, yeah. No, I just couldn't bring myself to go to the theater this weekend. Um, should do the new Bill and Ted Janice. I fucking want to so bad. I completely forgot that it came out this weekend. That is a VOD one. I know for that. That is VOD. That. Yeah, they completely just said, no, nah, fuck going to theaters. Nobody's going to theaters right now. I mean, they did also release it in theaters this week, too, but... Did they? Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. It's in yep. both. Never mind. I was thinking... But, uh... Yeah. I, it's, I, we, let's let's talk, because I'm not okay. sure which one we should do next. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there there's just so much stuff starting to come out now that theaters are reopening. Everything that was going to be released during the quarantine has been held or leaked out in VOD, but now we're getting this, this flush mm-hmm. of uh, films that we're going to have to start paying attention to. Still no um, news on Saint Maud, though. What's that? Shit. Still no news on Saint Maud, though. Mm, okay. That one I'm dying for. Um. All right. Well, just as for news for you guys watching, we have stickers coming out. So we've got stickers yeah, of go. the icon that's right there, and we have stickers for the bananas stickers coming out. So I they should actually be delivered tomorrow. So we'll have to do a contest. What contest should we do as we close out the show? 
noodle over it, as, and we'll do that in the closing. Thank you all so much for joining us uh, during this Satanist on Cinema, and definitely check out Extraordinary. We really appreciate you guys getting in the chat. I know sometimes we're more fluid than other times when we're explaining these films, um, but ultimately it's our passion for what we've witnessed or what we're sharing that is uh, either keeping us in the flow or breaking us out of it. Either way, we love it. We glad you, we're glad you love it. And if you want to support the show, of course, being a member of the uh, Ninth Circle is a great way to start. But you can also just subscribe to the YouTube channel, sign up to the email list. And if you get this in a podcast form, which it is available in a podcast form, give me a rating or a review. Um, and all you motherfuckers, let me just say really quick who are getting this, and I know you are because I see the numbers, as a podcast, and not giving me a rating and review can fuck off. It takes two fucking seconds to Seriously. click on the stars. You don't even have to write something. You can just click five stars and send. That's, That's it. it. Two seconds. A monkey could do it. Are you not as smart as a monkey? You I mean, podcast listeners? Just insulting them. <laughs> we love our audience. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Until next week, everyone. Hail that Satan. Summon those demons. Olay Satan. All right. Let's talk about a contest. Yes, contest. What did we do last time? I can't remember what we did last time. We did um, a kid's name or something like that. That sounded weird out of context, but it was like a kid funny. in a film. Like who, what was the kid's, it was in The Grudge or something, right? What was the name of the kid? Oh, yeah, 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 it was, uh, or something like that. yeah, it was the, uh, Smart or whatever, yeah. yeah. <coughs> so, Again, out of context sounds yeah. very, very strange. Very, very indeed. Okay, so let's, what's, ooh, I got it. Oh, here's one. Um, and this is going to be pure judgment on our part. We're going to choose what we think is the best but the best answer but horror films what is your favorite boob flash like you know in a horror film what is the best that's, that's a good one yeah because there's so many that are just bad but there's some that there's are really a lot good. a lot that are really bad i mean i'm just gonna drop this one night of the demons lipstick Oh, yeah, that's fucking perfect. I mean, come on. That's like a fucking... Okay, so, for for you guys out there, you guys and gals, because everyone likes boobs. Yeah, everybody likes boobs. What is your favorite boob reveal in a horror film? Let us know, and the winner will get a prize. That's right. Yes, they... It will not be a virgin detecting dick rod. No, those are too fucking expensive to mail. Yeah. Plus, Plus all the questions well, from Homeland Security. Well, and with the fact that, like, Ebony is an endangered wood now, there's, like, so many restrictions on it. It's just, it's too much of a hassle. Ebony. Dick Rod. Okay. <laughs> all right.